Before we start, I just want to let everybody know that this podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com and there you will find all the best parts available for your car or truck. And when it is done and you have finished surveying the beautiful rockauto.com website, write Locked On Podcast in the How Did You Hear About Us section so they know that we sent you. On Tigers, I am your host, Chris Castellani. It is Tuesday, April 13th, 2021, and today is not a bad day. You know how sometimes sometimes you have good days and sometimes you have bad days? Today is one of those days where you get up out of bed and you say, you know what? Today's going to be all right. Today's going to be all right. I'm going to get out of bed today. I'm going to go work out. I'm going to I'm going to talk to that girl that I like. I'm going to I'm going to buy a new car. I'm going to apply for a new job because I deserve better. Today is one of those days. Why you ask? Why do you ask this? Why? Why are you so happy, Chris? Because Casey Mize went out against the Houston Astros last night and shoved for seven scoreless innings. That's why I'm feeling good today. And today's pod it's going to be a lot of stream of consciousness because I'm very excited right now. I'm very very excited right now. But a lot of it is just going to be emotion because this was a wonderful, wonderful game. This was, and I tweeted this out, as fired up as I've been watching a Tigers game in probably four years. I mean, there's been games I've watched where I've gotten angry, but I'm talking fired up, like that internal fire in your gut. You want you want this one for them. You want them to win. I that That's what I want. That's what I wanted out of this game. And, and I'm going to... I'm going to try to compose myself here. It's going to be really difficult. Um, but, uh, okay. All right, let's let's take a deep breath. Breathe out. All right, I've been doing some meditating lately to try to center myself. Last night's game, in one word, was freaking awesome. All one word. Now, let's jump into this. The story, obviously, Casey Mize, his first major league win, seven innings, four hits, zero runs, two walks, and five strikeouts. But I want to focus in in this first segment on those early innings because he did have some trouble. That's why this performance was perfect because it was imperfect. You know what I mean by that? Like it wasn't just mowing guys down all night. He pitched out of some trouble. And there's they're, they're maybe not as good as they were a few years ago, right? But there's not that many easy outs in that Astros lineup. Hell, Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, Alvarez, Correa, Gurriel, and Tucker, that's as good a top seven as there is in baseball. Maybe the Dodgers are better, but that that is an insanely loaded lineup. There's all-stars and MVPs in that lineup. And early on, Mize was getting into trouble, and he was having difficulty locating his fastball. And I, I'm really happy with 
how he adjusted. And there's two other people. Mize deserves a, abundant praise today, and I'm going to give him a ton of praise and enjoy this. He should enjoy this, but there's two people that I talked about in my postgame video that I want to hone in on, and, and one is Chris Fetter, the pitching coach, because I think that Fetter's philosophy is far different than Rick Anderson's was. Rick Anderson was huge on establishing the fastball. Now, most pitching coaches are, but I think Rick Anderson's philosophy was you don't win, you don't you aren't successful unless you establish the fastball. And I think it got Mize and some of these other pitchers over the last several years into trouble in the past because t- last night uh, there were instances in the first few innings where Mize was missing with the heater, and you, you wanted to see him get a few breaks. Uh, Angel Hernandez was behind the plate, and n- notorious for being pro- the worst umpire in baseball. Last night, he wasn't wasn't great either. The strike zone got wider uh, near the end of the game, which I'm not complaining about because it gave Casey Mize a few more strikes, but he wasn't perfect in regards to locating his fastball early on. So what he did, instead of throwing fastballs in predictable fastball counts, which I think is one of the issues that Tarek Skubal fell into against the, the the Indians a few days ago, you saw him bringing out the cutter, and you saw him bringing out the slurve, and I think that shows, one, a solid knowledge of the pitcher that's pitching, and that's that knowledge coming from both Chris Fetter and Grayson Griner, who I thought called a, a phenomenal game, and look, Grayson Griner, this isn't like my opinion, this is fact. Grayson Griner grades out to be one of the worst hitters in baseball and has been for three, almost four years now. Okay, He's not a good hitter, and he doesn't grade out to be that good of a defensive catcher either. But I will remember him fondly, because I don't think his, he's going to last much longer here. I will remember him fondly if these young pitchers come into their own with him behind the plate, because it seems apparent both with Scooball and with Mize, and this is not to take anything away from Wilson Ramos, who's hit the ball quite well uh, since he's been in Detroit, but it is clear that these young guys are more accustomed to or more comfortable with Grayson Griner. Now, I think a big reason for that is uh, Griner caught them at points last year as well, so you know, I, there's there's a familiarity there. Uh, Wilson Ramos is def- like he keeps guys off the base paths or has throughout his career, but he's not a great pitch framer. Not to say that that Griner is, but it was it was apparent last night those two were were in perfect lock lockstep in terms of the pitches he was going to throw and when he was going to throw them. Mize allowed his off speed pitches to help him establish his fastball. He was getting behind in some counts, and guess what? All of a sudden, it was the cutter. All of a sudden, it was the slurve, and that allowed him to bring out the splitter, which I think he threw 18 times last night, and 15 of them were for strikes, and it got better as the game went along. That was a real workhorse performance by him. I mean, reminiscent, and look, it's one great start, but I'll, here, I'll, go, I'll go here anyway. It was reminiscent of, like, Verlander in his heyday, where Verlander would have those outings where after three innings, you're looking at the pitch count, and you're like, oh, man, he might not make it through four or five, and then all of a sudden, it's seven scoreless. It's eight innings, one run. I mean, that like that he was the master of getting better as the game went along. Mize was, too, because I was watching this game, because the Tigers did a great job, and that's one thing I don't want to ignore, and I know I'm all over the place right now, but I, d- I don't want to ignore the fact that the offense put together some phenomenal at-bats against Granke. Now, Zach Granke, that was as bad as I've maybe ever seen him. It's definitely as bad as I've seen him probably in the last couple of years. I guess I in the ALDS game against Tampa Bay, he pitched really poorly, but that, that was a postseason game. I'm talking regular season games. That's about as bad as I've seen him, but I thought the at-bats were good. You got a, a opposite field home run by Grayson Griner, who I just complimented. That was, you know, just, one just got out to, to right field. Akil Badu 
hit a 450-foot home run to center and almost hit another one. He had a double off the wall. He he He's probably going to get in a little bit of trouble because he, he tried to pimp it and uh, ended up at second base when he probably could have been at third. I'm not going to get on the kid. You know, he's, he guy plays the game the right way. He made a mistake. He's young. He'll learn from that. He's probably not used to hitting, you know, a baseball that deep at a major league park. I think that getting those runs early on, it allowed Mize to get settled in. And for yours truly, and I don't want to make this all about myself, but it, no, it's my show. I, it is. But after they took that lead, really after it was about 2 nothing. Right around the fourth inning, something inside me just clicked because one of the big misconceptions that people have about me and my videos and the content I create is that when I watch these games, I'm super invested. I got eyeballs all over the television. I'm I'm freaking out. I'm pumping my fist. Maybe there was a time where that was the case, but nowadays, bro, I, I've seen it all. Bros and broettes, I, I've seen everything. Okay, I've seen the I've seen some real good, and I've seen way more bad. So usually when I watch games, I'm just sitting down. I'm, I'm on my computer. I'm on YouTube. I'm I'm you know paying attention. I'm watching the game closely, but I'm not you know I'm not waiting on every pitch. Something happened in the fourth inning of last night's game where something just clicked. I I don't know if it's you know it's been a stressful time. Maybe that's part of it, but I just, it was the a moment where I realized the stars are on the verge of perfectly aligning, because this was A.J. Hinch's return to Houston, it was against the Astros, it was Casey Mize on the mound, I wanted this one more than I've wanted like any Tigers game over the last several years, and that's not saying much, because this you're, you're talking to somebody who several years ago was actively rooting for them to lose to get a top draft pick, I'm done with that, we've put up with enough of that. I want to see some results. I want to see some success. And I was like, I was standing up in like the fourth, fifth inning, just watching that and being like, let's go, let's get it. And he was bringing it back to Casey Mize. Just, I mean, there's, there's not enough superlatives to describe how good the guy was. And he got better as the game went along, had a eight pitch inning. And I think a six pitch inning strike zone opened up for him. And you know, I'm, I'm not going to rip Angel Hernandez because he did Mize a few favors there in the seventh innings, in the seventh inning, but it is true that if you throw strikes consistently, you're going to get the benefit of some calls. Go back and watch Max Scherzer's 20 strikeout game against the Tigers. He had some of the greatest stuff I've ever seen. Ironically, Wilson Ramos was his catcher, I believe, in that game, but he got some calls. You know why? Because he was throwing a ton of strikes. It's the same reason why people get mad when, like, a foul gets called on LeBron James. It is human emotion. As long as we're going to have humans behind home plate, it's natural human emotion to give the best players the benefit of the doubt, and last night, Casey Mize was the best player on the field. He went out there and shoved for seven innings. So I know that's a lot of rambling, a lot of excitement. Uh, I'm going to be back in segment number two, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about this game. And then, of course, in, in segment number three, I'm going to preview today's game because there's another one today. That's the, the beauty of baseball. You you get to make it up the next day, though. I'm going to spend some time reveling and enjoying this one. Very happy for Casey Mize. We'll be right back. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. 
Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We're covering everything you need to know about the Tigers, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back for segment number two. Uh, before I go back into some some observations, some things I noticed uh, in the game yesterday, both good and bad. Obviously, there's there's a lot of good going on right now with, with how Casey Mize pitched. Very very exciting. The most excited I've been during a Tigers game in a minute. I was so down in the dumps after the Cleveland series. And I, that is, that's weird for me. Because the one thing I've always said, and this is true, is that I never go to bed angry after a Tigers game. I don't. Because I, life's too short and I got enough crap going on. It's, it's, a, it's a game. It's a kid's game. It still is a kid's game. But something about that Cleveland series just left me broken is is too strong a word, but just disappointed. Not that I expected him to go out there and dominate, but I, I stand by my opinion. I don't think Cleveland's very good this year. I don't think that offense is very good. And I, I was like, you know what? How about you go out there in a three-game series? How about you compete? You win one. You don't get embarrassed. And they did none of those things. They got completely embarrassed. The, I mean, they, the game on Sunday was like relatively close, and yet it felt like it was 20 to nothing because Urania couldn't throw strikes. And I, I just remember thinking like, Okay, so nothing's changed. Nothing's going to get any better. We're literally going to have to deal with the same crap that we've dealt with over the last several years. And for the record, I still do believe that. Like, I, I don't think that this is a good team. I don't think that uh, Mize is going to be putting up seven scoreless every start. I don't believe he's going to be competing for Cy Youngs. I don't believe Akil Badu is going to be Rookie of the Year. But my hope from the beginning has been, can we just see something? And through nine games... Outside of, you know, a few nice games by Akil Badu, I was just watching this thinking it's going to be the same. We're going to have to do this again. I don't like being like this. I don't like being Mr. Miserable all the time. I want to see something good. No, I've, I've said it before, but I'll say it again. I'd trade every like I ever got on Twitter just to watch a 500 baseball team at this point. I want to see something good. And again, something just clicked in about the fourth inning of last night's game, and I was standing up, and I was I was fist-pumping, and I was getting excited. And to the people out there who are listening, I maybe I'm, I'm alone here. Maybe I am just that guy. I mean, I am the Tigers guy, right? Like, I'm Mr. Excitement, or, or try to be. But that was uh, that was absolutely phenomenal and a lot of fun. I will remember this game, put a star by it. I did tweet a text that I sent my buddy Nick where I said, Casey Mize, breakout game coming tonight. Uh, and I... I thought he would pitch well. I had a weird feeling. I don't know why. I guess it would be so obvious to say, oh, Mize is going to get lit up because they're going up against the Astros. It's Hinch's first game back. But I weirdly recalled that two years ago, Lucas Giolito, after being statistically, and watch Foolish, Foolish Baseball's video about this, the worst pitcher in baseball in 2018, had a game against Houston in 2019 where he threw a complete game shutout. And everyone went, whoa, maybe Giolito's got something. I hope we look back on this my start the same way, but I just want to talk about the influence of A.J. Hinch here because watching the the Cleveland series, watching what went down in those three games, I mean, obviously this wasn't going to happen, but as a fan, you get that mentality of, 
are we are we gonna win another game? Because I watching that series against Cleveland, I got the impression if they played a hundred times, the Tigers might not be able to win one. That's how bad they played over the weekend. And in past years, that would have led to a six, seven, eight game losing streak, which they've had too many of over the last few years. And I don't blame Garden higher for that, but I do believe that Hinch is holding very true to his philosophy of we can win tomorrow. We got a shot tomorrow. Now, in past years, they didn't have Casey Mize capable of stepping up and throwing seven scoreless. They had Ryan Carpenter, or they had Turnbull as a rookie, or they had, you know, Francisco Liriano, any one of those guys. Times have changed, but good, they should be changing. It's year five of the rebuild. You have to, at this point, show us something. Tony Paul's talked about it. A lot of people have talked about it. There was a 19-year stretch where people just didn't really care about Tigers baseball because throughout the 80, the late 80s and all throughout the 90s and into the mid-2000s, they were terrible. They were garbage. And I don't, I don't want that. I care about this team too much. And now, finally, and Casey Mize is going to take his lumps going forward. He's not going to be great every time out. But finally, for the first time in four or five years, if somebody comes to me and says, why should I watch this team? I'm going to tell them, number 12 is taking the mound every fifth day. I think this guy's going to be special. Again, doesn't mean he's going to be Cy Young caliber, but his stuff is absolutely electric. And I'm just, I don't know. Like I said, it was like watching my kid because we, there is something different about getting attached to a baseball player than there is in another sport. Because, like, for example, like the Bengals drafted Joe Burrow. And what was it? Four or five months later, they were watching him start uh, an NFL game. No, that's cool. You want to see a guy like that. But with Mize, it's it's a teaser trailer for a movie that you have to wait three years to see. And Mize was drafted in 2018, and we saw him coming up through the minors. And I've gone from skinny to fat to mildly skinny again in the time in which he's gone through the minor league system, pitched last year. And I, I, I could tell he had a hard time last year. And I think that bringing in the personnel that the Tigers did uh, has done him favors. And I think, again, I think it's where the steady influence of, of having an A.J. Hinch in your dugout just helps. Because Mize was downright bad in spring training. I'll be real with you. I, I said this, uh, I don't know if I said this definitively, but I personally, and here's Chris Eaton Crow, I felt like he shouldn't have made the team out of spring training. I know he had that one outing against uh, Toronto where he had nine strikeouts and no walks, but he did not, in spring training, look like a major league pitcher to me. Guess what? Chris is wrong sometimes. And in this case, Chris was wrong because not only was he great this time around, but I, I thought he was quite good against Minnesota, his first outing. Like I, 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 That's why I said, I'm like, look, this isn't amazing, but you can build off of this. This is a solid step in the right direction. And build off of it, he did. The last pitch he threw to Martin Maldonado, which was a, a cutter that Maldi just hacked at. I think he, it was a sword, as a, a Pitching Ninja calls it. That Those are the type of swings you get when hitters are just left guessing at what you're going to throw. He kept guys on their toes. He mixed speeds really well. He mixed pitches really well. That is the thing. Good Lord, from the beginning, what have I said? The reason this guy went number one overall is because he can throw five different pitches for strikes. And if he gets to a point where he's doing that in a major league game, look out. Guess what? The Astros looked out, and they still couldn't hit him. What a phenomenal phenomenal game last night was. I know I just spent two segments salivating, but I'm sorry. I, like, I'm, no, I'm not sorry. What's there to be sorry about? We've had nothing to root for over the last several years. Nothing. We've had this to look forward to. And and last night, Casey Mize absolutely delivered just a remarkable outing. Um, props to him. Props to Chris Fetter. Props to Grayson Griner for calling a great game. 
who knows what the future holds with him, right? No, nobody knows. I mean, we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. We don't know what his next start is going to bring. But this was a nice memory. This was a, a, a cool memory that uh, I'm, I'm going to remember for a while. And I hope it leads to so many more. I hope 10 years from now I can come on here and say, remember when Casey Mize had that first great start? Well, look at what he's done now since then. But one thing I've been trying to do the older I get is to appreciate a moment for what it is. I think in sports, too often we spend too much time wondering about, okay, what's it mean for the future? Like Michigan lost in the Elite Eight a couple weeks ago, and immediately everyone is saying, oh, what's next year's team going to look like? Who's going to go pro? How about you let this year finish first? How about you allow things to, to progress and move forward onto the future? And as much as I am looking forward to seeing Casey Mize in the future, I'm excited about the present. That was a phenomenal, phenomenal outing by Casey Mize. The first great one of his major league career. All right. I will be right back, and we're going to preview today's game. Tigers play the Houston Astros again. Jake Odorizzi versus Matt Boyd. We're going to talk about that matchup when we return. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Fantasy Baseball Addicts, you now have a new resource to help give you an advantage in your leagues. Locked On Fantasy Baseball, it's a daily fantasy baseball podcast hosted by veteran fantasy analyst Scott Cullen, who uses data and nearly two decades of fantasy baseball experience to offer the strategies and waiver wire pickups that lead to league wins. Season-long fantasy, dynasty leagues, DFS, Locked On Fantasy Baseball covers it all. Subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back for the last segment today. Thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in. It's probably going to be a bit of a longer show, but maybe not. I'm going to have some editing to do. No problem there. Tonight's game, Matt Boyd on the mound for the Detroit Tigers. He comes in with a 1-1 one one record and a 2-1-3 ERA. Boyd has given up seven home runs in four career starts against the Astros. <clears throat> in four career starts, sorry, against the Astros. I'm not going to cut that out. That was funny. Accounting for... Most of his 5.91 ERA against them. He hasn't pitched at Minute Maid Park since 2015 when he gave up five runs in as many innings to A.J. Hinch's Astros. The times they are a-changing. I guess you could say the times they have a-changed. Countering for Houston is 2019 All-Star Jake Odorizzi. These coming from MLB.com, by the way. Eggs Odorizzi, who signed with the Astros on March 8th, makes... His debut with his new team, he's coming off a season in which he pitched only 13 and two-thirds innings with the Twins due to three stints on the injured list, but is completely healthy. I've always liked Jake Odorizzi. I think I even said five years ago when I was on Jack Ebling's show when I was the intern there. I think I said that one day Jake Odorizzi is going to be remembered in a similar vein, like this era's version of like a Jamie Moyer or a Randy Wolf, just a guy who played on a lot of different teams and was maybe never ace caliber but was really good and would grab the ball for you every fifth day and probably pitch some pretty good baseball. I've always liked him. Now, he was he pitched out of his mind in 2019, the all-star season he had with the Twins. I talked about it when I was on Lockdown Astros yesterday. I, I think it's weird how he 
gauge and judge certain players for how they performed in the pandemic season. I believe Jake Odorizzi is healthy, and I think he's going to pitch good baseball for for the Astros this season. They don't need him to be an ace. Now, I know Greinke was bad last night, but I'm never counting out Zach Greinke. Zach Greinke is a Hall of Fame pitcher. He's going to be good. McCullers has pitched some good baseball so far. Odorizzi is a really solid number three option, which to me has been what he's been for a majority of his career. For Matt Boyd, it's it's simple. Throwing strikes, staying consistent, and making sure that slider has a good bite to it. Mixing speeds. Don't be afraid to throw a wrinkle in there. Toss a change up in there. Throw a curveball in there. Don't be too predictable. He has the stuff to strike guys out. Now, I think the Astros are going to be pretty hungry and pretty pissed off after last night's game. Uh, they got swept by, by the A's before that as well, so they're scuffling a little bit. Maybe dangerous territory for him, but I believe in you, Matty. Let's make it, let's make it two wins in a row. Let's ride this high. Let's keep going. All right. That will do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow this show on Twitter at LockedOnTigers. While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts. Go to iTunes. Leave a written positive five-star review of this program. It would be much, much appreciated. I will be right back here tomorrow recapping another Detroit Tigers game. And what a privilege that is. I will see you tomorrow, everybody. Have a great rest of your day. And go. Tigers.